there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking... But I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. Now my passenger today is a singer, songwriter, composer. He's written operas, film soundtracks and performed all over the world. His latest album, Unfollow the Rules, in my opinion, is not only his best yet, it's got me through the shitstorm that's been 2020. I've wanted to talk to him for literally ages. It gives me great pleasure to welcome on board the genius, that is, Rufus Wainwright! Final boarding call for passenger Rufus Wainwright. I repeat, this is the final boarding call, Rufus Wainwright. Thank you. Hello, Rufus. Hello, Alan. Now we've arrived at the airport. Okay, you're about to get on the plane. Do you buy magazines, books? Do you listen to podcasts? I'm I'm just a news junkie, so I, I, I end up listening to, you know... 24-hour coverage of, you know, the fall of civilization. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just get into the groove of destruction, you know. <laughs> Do you get anything from Duty Free? Maybe buy some aftershave or maybe a Toblerone? I love a Toblerone, I, especially when it's been in the fridge. I like a, I like a nice mm-hmm. frozen Toblerone. Um, I don't really drink anymore, um, but there was a time when I'd get, you know, the two bottles of whiskey. (laughs) 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 One for each way. Of course. And, uh, (laughs) but now I, I, you know, whatever, the the water from, you know, Icelandic toilets or something. (laughs) Now, when I travel, I like to wear a blazer. I will wear a Panama hat cocked and I will wear a chino. A lot of people today, they wear slang kits and sweatpants. What do you wear? Well, I have a combination. You know, there's, uh, I, I, I like knitwear, you know, mm. uh, in the sense like very comfortable knitted pants uh, and that are, you know, on one hand, you know, you can sleep in, but you can also, uh, you know, sell again for a lot of money if, if you know, there's an accident. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about your first holiday experience. Where did you go as a kid? Well, you know, I have to say, I, it was, believe it or not, I, I would say the, the, the most impactful first holiday experience was actually in Lyme Regis. 
No. Yes. Endorse that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, my dad was living in England, and I, and I went to a camp. I went to visit him, and he sent me to Lion Regis to live uh, in a sort of, you know, a, a camp, and uh, and it was, it was a lot of fun. I hung out with a lot of travelers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see French Lieutenant's woman, you know, with Meryl Streep standing at the end of that pier looking over his shoulder? Yeah, I acted that out every morning when I was nine. <laughs> We're now inviting celebrities with small celebrities and any celebrities requiring special assistance to begin boarding at this time. On your latest album, Unfollow the Rules, which can I say is absolutely amazing. I've absolutely loved it. You can tell you do know England and you've travelled about. There's, uh, on that amazing track, Romantical Man. How do you know about that statue of Sarah Siddons on Paddington Green? How do you know about that? I literally discovered it that that day. I mean, I I, I woke up in the morning. I was in, um, I was in Soho, I guess, I think, probably. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> don't we all just wake up in Soho, usually? In the gutter, normally, <laughs> knowing me. And, uh, and then I had to walk to, uh, like, past uh, Notting Hill somewhere, and I just decided to do the whole thing, and I ended up walking by that statue and uh, not knowing anything about Sarah Siddons, really. And, uh, and, I, and I, you know did the research and uh, yeah, then they wrote a song about it. Just from, just walk around. If you walk around London, you will learn all you need to know. Then you sing about going to Liberties. And I was like, this is a man who knows London. Cause normally people, they just sing about Leicester Square, the Trocadero. No, this man knows London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as I said, my father, I would visit him in the summers in London where he lived and, and then he would, then I just walked around a lot alone. Yeah. <laughs> great city to walk around it's amazing it's I, I would say it's actually the best you always seem to write about places uh, there's Tulsa Montauk going to a town Paris what comes first is it the place or is it the song um well I let's see I mean I remember I have this, such a distinct memory when I was a kid of um of travel in in the sense that, you know, because my mother, my parents were touring musicians. Yeah and, yeah. and this was back in the day, I think, when, especially with my mom, I lived with my mom, but you, whenever there was any flight anywhere, you would go to the airport, have, you, everybody would have a few drinks, you know, you, you would dress up and, and, and it would, and then I'd sort of, I you would wait for the plane to take off and like wave and stuff. And I, there was like no security. <laughs> Do you remember those days where you could just walk on the plane and no one gave a shit? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think in a weird way for me, travel that, I don't know, it, it always seemed very glamorous still, you know, for my generation, it's probably the last uh, generation where that was, where that was sort of, uh, you know, you could smoke on planes and stuff. So it was, it was, you know, it was very exciting. So, so, so I think I was, I was um, fascinated by that. I think also having grown up in Canada, <laughs> which is a wonderful country, you know, I adore Canada and I adore Montreal. It can get a bit dull and, uh, and thankfully, and, it, and, and it's good for kids to be brought up in dull places because then they can, then they get so excited when they mm. leave. So I, so when I went to New York or when I went to London, it was, I was just always, I know, thankfully I wasn't jaded and, uh, and I'm still not jaded. I still, uh, now I'm excited by places like Tulsa, which means that I'm just insane. (laughs) (laughs) 
You bought a motor home, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we have we have a motor home, which is uh, or it's an airstream. Which one did you go for? A small one like a Bambi, or a bigger one, an international? It's international. Oh, nice. We've been using it like uh, gangbusters for during COVID. You know, we we our whole my whole European tour was cancelled, and so we went to several um, national parks before they burnt to the ground. So it's been we got it in. <laughs> That's so depressing. <laughs> now, I heard you wanted to start in the top of Africa and get down to its bottom. Well, that sounded rather suggestive. Um, <laughs> uh, you twisted that, Rufus. I mean, I've been to Morocco, which I don't think really counts. I, yeah, I, I think I would, I would love to spend a lot of time in Africa, a good year. It doesn't feel like somewhere you can just, you know, pop in for the weekend and, you know, ride an elephant and go home. It's quite dangerous, especially that middle bit. But great fashion. <laughs> good afternoon, passengers. This is your captain speaking. First, I'd like to welcome everyone on Allen Air Flight 86A. We are currently cruising at an altitude of 33,000 feet, at an airspeed of 400 miles per hour. Are you allowed to drive the motorhome? Because my Paul won't let me drive. Yeah, no, I drive it. I drive it. And uh, uh, what I don't do is the toilet bit, the whole emptying oh. out the loo. And uh, that I refuse to do. So, so <laughs> that will never happen. Tell me a hidden gem somewhere that only you know about. Yeah, well, well, if if, and I don't think it's burnt down, <laughs> but the but the you know we 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 were we were supposed to go to Yosemite or Yosemite, <laughs> oh, as 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 your president says. Yeah, so we were almost at Yosemite, but then we 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 went in, and and it turns out you needed a um a reservation, and we didn't have one, so we couldn't go. Uh, and uh, so then we, in a panic, we were kind of looking at other places and we, and we decided to go to Sequoia National Park, which isn't so far, further down in California. And, they, and, it, and it's where they have the largest tree in the world. Yeah. And, uh, and that was amazing. But then I have to say, when we, as we were leaving, we decided to, we saw some amazing sort of rivery thing, some water. And we got, and we got out, out of the car and went and swam and had the most fantastic swim uh in you know waterfalls and with a lot of you know half naked college students <laughs> and uh it was wonderful it was and our our daughter was there and she was jumping off rocks and stuff and you know uh almost died but that's kind of american too and um <laughs> and uh and yeah so i swimming at sonoma swimming in a in a rocky kind of river in uh, at the sequoia national park was that the photo I saw on Instagram? Probably, yeah, with my husband in his in his in his speedos. Speedos, yeah. No, I know he's uh, he takes one for the team for sure. Yeah, I liked that post. He'll be so pleased to know. <laughs> Please have your boarding pass and identification ready. Have you had a holiday romance? Us Brits, when we go away, we do fall in love with the Greek waiters and maybe the lifeguard. I've had many holiday romances. I, I mean, speaking of Greece, though, I had one. In fact, I wrote about this in a song called The Greek Song, where, um, where I actually was on a little island uh, called Egina, which isn't so little, actually. I mean, it's pretty close to Athens. 
But I had been in Greece for about a week and I was so hot and bothered <laughs> by the constant barrage of flirtation, you know, that, that just yeah. exists in that culture that I, that that night I, you know, I was dead set on, you know, landing something. So, uh, so I just kind of staked my, my territory at some bar. Like it wasn't even a gay bar. It was, it was just like some taverna or something <laughs> in, on this small Island. And there, and there was, you know, some hapless youth. Uh, I mean, I was young at the time as well. So, and we, I just sort of ravaged them, you know, in the bar and they, they accepted and, and we just kind of had this, you know, real entanglement uh, in public. And I thought it was really great and fabulous. Turns out that I, I had to leave the next day and he was completely ostracized from his village <laughs> and like no. fired from his job. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, yeah. And like had, you know, like disowned by his family. I mean, it was like, oh. it was most horrifying kind of I did the worst thing you could possibly do to a You're literally a home wreck. No, I know. What's been your biggest holiday letdown? What place have you got to you're so looking forward to seeing and then you're like mm. I mean Marrakesh was a letdown. Um I mean I, I, it's very beautiful. Uh and, and, and it's and, and I'd like to go back to Morocco and see other places, but uh you know, I you know, I can't the the uh, the begging for money, uh, you know, trying to get money, you know, get the haggling for deals. I just don't do that very well. It's- yeah, it is. It does get quite intense. As well. you know, they will tug at you and then poke and stuff. Then you get your cash out and you start making it rain. Here, please have my money. And then more people come. Yeah. Well, and then at one point it was funny because I was this. This was early on when I was uh, with my husband. I mean, I we'd just been dating for about a year or something, and we went to to to, to Marrakesh. And there was this one point when we were by a temple or or not temple, a, a mosque, and. Uh, and some guy put a, a pile of snakes on my neck. Oh no! Then you have to give the money to take them off, you know. Yes. yes. And and my <laughs> husband just like laughed at me. <laughs> and I swear to God, it could have gone either way. That happened to me. I was in Tunisia on a coach trip, and I really needed a wee, and I got off to go for a wee, and then as I came out, this man jumped out from behind a boulder and put an eagle on my arm. You've got to warn me about this. And then you have to pay him to remove the eagle from your arm, which you didn't ask to have on there in the first place. No, I know, I know, I know. I mean, look, I love the Middle East. I've been, and I and I want to go to Egypt. I'm not giving up on that part of the world. Yeah. But, but yeah, but it's, I get decidedly, you know, Protestant <laughs> when it comes to the begging and the, you know, haggling and stuff. Do you learn any of the language before you go? I know French, you know, and once you know French, you 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 you, you decide to not learn any other language ever. <laughs> Us Brits don't bother to learn any of the languages. We're morons. <laughs> what are the five essential things you pop in your suitcase that you never leave home without? Ooh. Well, um, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, I'll be a phone, passport, what I, but I'm trying to think of interesting things. Um, it can be mundane, love. It doesn't have to be anything exotic. I mean, I try to, you know, I have my phone, which is blah, 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 blah. I have my, uh, I have my passport. So those are two important things so that without, yeah. without which we would be dead in, in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like to bring uh, a kind of sexy workout outfit and mean like like some little shorts and something like yes. a tank top something that you know when i'm at the hotel i can um you know just uh uh whatever incite 
<laughs> Admiration. <laughs> like your husband yawn, do you maybe go for a speedo too? I, I, I stay. I stay within the seventies ethos for sure. Okay. So so short shorts and uh, and some sort of. I, I mean, I, I almost would, would. I'm not at the point yet. I've been. I don't know. I live in LA, so I'm working out a lot. And also it's COVID, so there's really nothing else to do. And I am trying to work up to like the 80s cutoff top, you know, where, you know, the, the whole midriff is showing and stuff. That's the, that's my ultimate goal, which isn't going to happen. Uh <laughs> I was watching Police Academy the other night, you know, with Steve Gutenberg, and he had the crop top on. Do you remember one in the oven with the arrow pointing down to his crutch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want those Vs, you know, down the side near your pelvis. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Totally, totally. A friend told me that they're, they're called cum gutters. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the most disgusting thing you've ever heard? Oh, the most disgusting thing. <laughs> Sorry. So that's three. There's a workout outfit, I would say. Do you pack a book? Yeah, I bring a book. I bring a book. I bring a book. Uh, actually, you know what? I bring two books because I actually don't read one book at a time. I read two books at a time just because it's... You're showing off now. It takes me twice as long. <laughs> and I don't like a Kindle because it's another bloody charger you have to bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also a charger. I bring a charger. It's exciting. <laughs> In first class, you will have an all-you-can-eat buffet, wagyu beef, caviar washed down with copious amounts of cristal. Thank you for flying Alan Air. For those of you in economy, you will be jet-washed Ribena. So please do not put your hand up. Just open your mouth and let the spray go in. What do you like as a tourist? Do you go to the main tourist attractions or will you go down a tiny little alley or go off-piste? Well, I mean, I, I, um, I think as a tourist, I'm pretty much... Uh... You know, I, I follow the the, the 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 trail. You know, I'm not I'm not like terribly adventurous. I will say though, as a musician, as a touring musician, um, when I'm in a town, um, I, I I do try and kind of like get a good sense of what 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 that place is about, and you know what it's known for, and what the people are like, and what's going on in the village that day. So, for my show at night, you know, like I like to reference, you know, the uh, whatever the the homemade uh scones or whatever <laughs> yeah in terms of the food thing i'm very i'm very adventurous i will eat anything from mm. uh, any where <laughs> <laughs> so what's this about maui uh, hawaii uh, you love it there you're going there what's the truth uh well we we've, we've been trying to go there uh but you can't get in now they're they're uh there's a and so forth because of quarantine but um i you know we we had a we we have kind of fallen in love with a with a section of maui uh, yeah. called the the hana highway very yes. beautiful oh i love it there the hana highway it's just this winding road that goes through all this lush tropical rainforest and there's waterfalls and everything i love it Gorgeous. yeah and we and we've been you know debating uh, maybe uh, getting some land there if, if you know if prices drop. Just it's just like because sort of a fantasy. And, and actually, it's funny because you know we, we were just on um, this you know on this road these road trips with the airstream. Yeah, you know, yeah. going to all these campgrounds and national parks, which I can do for about four days. 
We were out for three weeks. Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, but I I'm a dutiful husband, and I and I and I kept going. But but at the end of it, I was like, okay, next trip is buying land in Hawaii. <laughs> And putting the airstream on the land and leaving it there. <laughs> I went to Maui and I ended up skinny dipping. This is back when I was drinking a lot. So, of course, I tell the lady over breakfast, the waitress, I say, guess what I did last night? I skinny dipped. Well, her face went white. She went, what? In that bay, there is so many tiger sharks down there. Oh, my God. I'm so lucky to be alive. You know, you're so lucky to talk to me, Rufus. Do you know that? Yeah, but do you think that you would have had more chance of getting killed because you were naked? Yeah, yeah. What does she mean by that? <laughs> oh, if you had a bathing suit, it'd be fine. They're pervy sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Ripping off my skimpy speedos with their teeth. Mm, lucky sharks. <laughs> Do you buy mementos, uh, tea towel, fridge magnet? Oh, we buy all that stuff. We I, we fall head over heels for for tchotchke, as they say, uh, yeah. in all the little trips. In fact, if you see our house, it's 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 somewhat um, alarming how many little odd bits and bobs we have from from our travels. It's. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's bordering on a mania, so. <laughs> Do you reckon there's a little bit of hoarder in you? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of hoarder. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gave up the whore and <laughs> took, on, took on the hoarder. <laughs> You've been entertaining us all during this awful pandemic by doing quarantunes where you've been uh, playing your songs from your L.A. house and you did a sweep of your room and I saw a big stuffed bear uh, you're more open than me i mean i did a few instagram stories during the pandemic uh, we were still in it and people just started slagging off me wallpaper trolling me books on the bookshelf you're very open you let people in yeah no i do i do and i i i guess that it's yeah i mean it is something that my husband and i work hard at our you know decorating and and and, and just finding these objects that we love and and uh, yeah, might as well share the you know what, our, our passion with with people if you can. Well, why not? Why not? Caring is sharing. What's Rufus like in a hotel? Will he complain? Will you say my room's not big enough? Don't you know who I am? I'm Rufus Wainwright. Don't you know? Have you ever said that in a hotel foyer? I've complained in a hotel only before when I was doing lots of drugs. <laughs> many, many years ago. I, was, I would often complain. I would like call down and be like, there's dead people in the pool. <laughs> no. And then I'd call back and I'd be like, They'd be like, oh, no, they're just swimming. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. you know that, that was my kind of complaining. Or I'd call, or I, or I remember one point I was like really drunk. And I was going to staying in a hotel and I and I walked through the front and they had these two potted plants and I puked in one of the pots, you know, and then went up to my room and then called downstairs and said, if anybody here wants their dick sucks, just come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so those were those were the days. But and you were providing the room service. Yeah, yeah, yes. There we go. But now I'm I'm more um I don't really complain much. I I, I just, you know, order a lot of rooms. I love, I now I eat the room service instead of being, providing it. <laughs> 
on holiday, is it all about the gram? Will you, you know, have yourself in front of the Taj Mahal or the Eiffel Tower? Or you're like, you know what, I'm just going to chill. Well, I don't really, I mean, my husband uh, really mostly uh, monitors the Instagram. I mean, I, 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 I okay everything and I look at it and I don't really have the desire to, to post anything at all. Um, no. But 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 he he enjoys it, and um, so so that's kind of how we do it. Um, I um, there's a real pressure to put things up from your holidays, and I just don't like the way I look. Yeah, yeah, and my husband like takes every picture he takes of me. I look like crap. I, I find for some reason, and uh, because he's getting back at me for something, and then and then uh, <laughs> and then he posts it. <laughs> And he says, I look fantastic. So I'm like, okay. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the crew, I ask that you please direct your attention to the monitors above as we review the emergency procedures. Now, your husband, Jorn, he's very artistic, isn't he? Do you find when you go abroad, uh, you've got to visit, like, the art galleries and the museums? Uh, What can I say? It it, it really, it's one of the major riches of my life is that I've been able to travel and visit all these incredible museums and discover all of this history and these great artists. I mean, I keep thinking about, I mean, I I had to do a show in in Bath. Bath? Yeah, yeah, in Bath. And I really had a chance to, like, walk around Bath and go to all the different museums Mm -hmm. and stuff and it's just I don't know it's like I'm so lucky to be able to do that (laughs) and obviously with your opera you must have gone to some gorgeous venues all around the world yes I have performed in the most incredible venues on earth uh whether it's the Albert Hall or the the Teatro Colón Opera House in in Argentina or you know that I I performed at the uh the uh the the Acropolis in in Greece there's an amazing, yeah. There's an amazing amphitheater there, a Roman amphitheater. So no, I've I've had I've had, I am blessed in that territory for sure. And famously, Carnegie Hall. You perform there as Judy Garland. The best Carnegie Hall story I have is my mother. Uh, was my my mother, the late great Kate McGarrigle, who um, we'd done we'd done the Christmas show like three three times at Carnegie Hall. And, and one year we decided, let's try another venue, like maybe St. John the Divine or, or you know, Radio City, something else just to, to kind of mix it up a bit. Anyways, and the, 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 the booker came back to my mom and said, you know, it, Carnegie Hall really makes the most sense, you know, on many levels for, for the show again. And my mother went, Carnegie Hall again. <laughs> 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 so, but it's a great place to perform. <laughs> now, the first time I saw you perform was on Kenwood House in Hampstead Heath, North London. Yeah, yeah, those, that was a great show. Yeah, that was oh. a, yeah, I did some Judy stuff. and That was such a wonderful evening. And of course, I was so giddy because it was the first time I've seen you live. And then we sat on some deck chairs. Do you remember everyone sat on a deck chair? And guess who was in the deck chair in front of me? Helena Bonham Carter. Oh, my God. Could I get any more giddy? Because I love that woman. Yeah, no, she's incredible. No, she's... Is she a friend of yours? Yeah, no, she's a very good friend of mine. And I miss her dearly. And and I, uh, yeah, no, I've... Uh, my, my life is somewhat sort of uh, 
measured by, you know, occasional Helena Bonham Carter moments <laughs> that I get to have every few months, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately. When we all get to travel again, where's the first place you're going to head to? I would say, well, Hawaii. You know, we want to get to Hawaii. We want to feel if that's for real. And, uh, and then also just being in, in, in Europe in general. I mean, my husband's German, and so it'd be good to come back to Europe. So what's happening with your tour? Because uh, we were at home the other day and I got a squeal from my other half. And I thought, oh, what's happened? Have they found a cure for coronavirus? But no, you'd reply to him on Instagram. Oh! He was so excited. I was a little bit jealous. Oh, that's so... I know, I know. It made his day. So what's happening with your tour? It's all moving, you know, a year later. I will say, though, that I'm going to Sweden because they're doing my first opera in Sweden. Oh, because you love Scandinavia, don't you? I have the most hilarious Scandinavian gay story, if you want to hear it. Tell me this story, please. I was in Sweden. This is many years ago. And I was I'd been there for a few days. And, And once again, it was that situation where I was, you know, just so hot and bothered and, you know, intent on, on, on bagging a Swede. Bucket list. <laughs> so I then went to the, and at this point, you know, I wasn't drinking actually, I was, I was sober. And I went to uh, a gay bar and sort of just, you know, staked out my territory and just sort of did the, the eye thing, you know, the, the staring bit. And, uh, and I was like, I'm going to have sex with a Swede. I'm going to have sex with a Swede. Finally, this one guy, you know, we, we, whatever we, 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 we connected and, and he was, he wasn't blonde. He had, he had brown hair, but he looked very Swedish to me. And, and he was, you know, very handsome. And so finally we ended up going to my hotel and, you know, doing whatever we, one does. And, uh, but then afterwards I said, I, I, I kind of, I admitted to him, I said, you know, I, I had a really nice time, but I also have to admit, like, it was sort of part of my plan just to have finally have sex with a Swedish person, you know, uh, uh, and you were kind of checked off that list. And, I, and, and he said, oh, that's funny. And I said, and, and he said, well, you know, though, I'm, I'm actually only half Swedish. I was oh. like, oh, you're half Swedish. He's like, you yeah, know, my father's Swedish, but uh, my mother's English. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like, you might have heard of my mother's brother, my uncle. And I was like, Oh, God. <laughs> and it turns out that her, his uncle was Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> and he looked. And then when he said that, I saw it in his face. And I was like, you know, so it was like my entire Swedish fantasy oh, was like, was no. just completely devastated by a vision of Mr. Bean. Oh, no. So I just want to know, why do you get so horny on holiday? I will, yeah, no, no, well, you know, I'm... You don't have to answer that, Rufus, don't worry. (laughs) Now, time for the quick fire round. These are very important, deep questions, so please answer them as truthfully as you can. Thank you. Great, 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 great. It was so lovely talking to you, by the way. Lovely talking to you, too. Hopefully see you in person next time. I'm definitely coming to your tour next year, definitely. I will be there. Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, right, here's the quick fire round. Don't worry, it is a safe space. No one is judging you. Okay. Chicken or beef? Beef. Street food or a la carte? Street food. Taxi or tuk-tuk? What is a tuk-tuk? 
One of those things that go tuk tuk. Get them in India and Thailand. They go tuk 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 tuk. Oh yeah, that that I will take. They go for tuk tuk. Okay. Factor fifty or chip fat? Oh, chip fat. <laughs> Scuba diving or paddleboard? Scuba diving, if I must. I feel like you're just answering these to get through them. But anyway, I will carry on. Nudist or not on your Nelly? Uh, well, I would say probably not on your Nelly. Yeah. Water or Harvey Wallbanger? It's got to be water now, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's water, yeah. Desert or ocean? This is quite deep. Ocean, for sure. Ocean. Mile high member or non-member? Uh, non-member, sadly. Uh, amazingly, non-member. <laughs> <laughs> Sunset or sunrise? Sunrise now, actually. It used to be sunset, now it's sunrise. And finally, the question we all want to know. Flip-flop or cork wedge? I don't even know what either of those is, but... Say whatever comes into your head. Flip-flops on Fifth Avenue, so what can I say? Thank you so much. What an honor. Do not okay. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I just want to let you know, I know you're friends with Adele, right? You're, yeah, you're, she married yeah. us. That's so wonderful. You know, I just wanted to let her know that my daughter, she's my daughter Viva, Adele is her favorite. She adores Adele. So so let her know that my nine-year-old is obsessed with, with her. Next time I see her, I will pass that on. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much, Rufus Wainwright. Unfollow the Rules, his amazing album is out now. Go and buy it. Thanks so much, Rufus. Bye-bye. Another flight completed. The journey is over. Please make sure it's your own bags you take from the carousel. I hope you've had a pleasant journey. If you'd like to subscribe, press below. If you'd like to give us a rating, five stars preferably. If it's a one star, don't even bother. Thank you. Bye-bye.